Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you for joining us this week on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peter Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the CEP studios downtown in Ocala, the horse capital of the world. Joining me co-hosting this week, I have Natalie Solomon, the green pharmacist. Thank you for having me on the show again. Thanks for coming back. Later on, we're going to chat a little bit about a couple of new products that she has that she wants to share with the horse world, the dog world, the people world. Uh, All good stuff, but um, we've got the new segment first, a few things to mention coming up. Um, And after we have Dr. Chaot on and Natalie on, we're going to have a couple of segments with the Dales Ponies. And we actually got a chance to have a visit with Catherine York and also um, with Jennifer Mims, the new owner of the first filly in the United States of America, that's a Dale's Pony that we think is pending being a Grey Roan. We're very excited about that. Uh, an endangered breed. Um, very, very exciting to see another foal born here in the horse capital. And uh, love to help conserve that breed and encourage people to um, breed them, buy them, ride them, enjoy them. They're amazingly versatile. They may be called a pony, but you can be a full-grown adult and enjoy riding one of these very large, small draft breeds, and um, they're a lot of fun and a, and a wonderful, beautiful horse to be around. And then we're going to have a little epic for you later on in the show before we wrap it up. And um, so we hope you enjoy all that we have for you today. We're going to start out with a few mentions. Um, sadly, one of the most popular Rocky Mountain horses ever, kind of a legend in the Rocky Mountain world, his name's Choco. Uh, passed away this week at a grand old age of 35. He passed away at the Tipton Mountain uh, Horse Farm in Kentucky. He had a very robust and very successful showing and breeding career, and he was considered to be the best of the best and a sire that sired many other exceptional Rocky Mountain horses. So our prayers and thoughts go out to um, all concerned and connected, but certainly 35 is a fine old age Mm -hmm. and as I say that I um, remember that it's almost one year till coming up on June 3rd uh, which will be the anniversary of my dear Sonny passing away and he was 35 years of age so I can't believe it's been a year already but um, June 3rd will be that day so I'll have to do something very special that day like cry my eyes out. Mentions for actually one of our sponsors, Lipchip LLC, amazing technology uh, Lipchip has and and really the the best way to chip a horse um, without the concerns of the uh, chip possibly 
migrating through the horse's body and not being found and potentially somebody thinking a horse is not chipped that is chipped um, we got to see their logo loud and clear this past weekend as the um, winner of the Preakness raced across the finish line with lip chip all over his leg. You can't beat that, can you? Um, there's Jose Ortiz. He is the son-in-law of a dear friend of ours, Gail Rice, who actually bred Medina Spirit, won the Kentucky Derby last year. And it makes me want to look back in my phone um, to a text a couple of weeks ago with Niall Brennan, who is one of our local trainers here in the uh, Marion County area. And I, um, I said, I texted him May 2nd, I said, can we call you tomorrow afternoon to get a few comments on your derby, derby grad, just a few minutes on the phone. And then on May 3rd, I texted him again and said, wait a minute, early voting isn't in the derby anymore. Do you have any others? He said, no, Chad decided to skip so he would have a fresh horse to win the Preakness. Now we only have Kathleen O in the Oaks, but I'll take that win. And I said, yes, well, then we still want to call you and talk. Um, and he said, no problem, give us a call. So we did interview him about Kathleen O. And then early voting just happened to um, win the Preakness. Mm -hmm. So imagine that. <laughs> there it was. You yeah. see, I should have <laughs> bet on this horse. Um, I actually didn't bet on anybody for the Preakness. But congratulations to Niall Brennan, who gave a wonderful start to early voting, and to Chad Brown, who skipped so he'd have a fresh horse for the Preakness. And then well done to Jose Ortiz, who I think shed a tear or two of excitement in winning the Preakness. And he's showing off his Lipchip LLC t-shirt there, um, as Lipchip, I think, was his sponsor for the race. And um, yeah, <laughs> isn't that cute? That and as cute. it turns out, uh, as I said, Jose Ortiz is the son of our dear friend Gail Rice, who lives here in the Citra area and who comes on the show and um, is a very, very good friend of ours. So that was um, that was all good connections there. And when I saw Lip Chip pop up there in the <laughs> in the winner's circle, I said, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, <laughs> That's some good stuff, right? That is great. <laughs> the best kind of advertising right there. Right? You're, just, you're watching the preakness and all you can see is lip chip LLC yes. on his legs. So yes. um, on a funny but not funny note, um, I read this today. It's kind of interesting. A 21-year-old in Hashtabula County um, was actually driving a Amish buggy, horse-drawn Amish buggy, um, and deputies tried to pull him over because he was on the wrong side of the road with his Amish buggy. Appeared to be intoxicated. Um, so they tried to pull him over. Um, they couldn't, he didn't stop. So they pulled up beside him and realized that he was slumped over his beer can and totally passed out. And the horse was just carrying mm -hmm. on. Probably heading for home, probably heading for the treats and the barn and, and food. Um, but the horse was just carrying on. But of course, the horse didn't know what side of the road to be on. So he was, you know, doing whatever. Um, so they tried to pull him over. Well, finally, the horse did stop. Um, the, I guess the police car went in front and the horse kind of ran into the police car and that stopped him. Um, but anyway, he was arrested for reckless and, and driving under the influence. But um, yeah, he was slumped over his beer can. So what a good horse that just kept uh, 
Yeah, and just at a walk. He Jumping didn't, on. like, take off or anything. That's, that's I know. Sweet. Pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So that was a kind of a good little story. Mm -hmm. So I um, have to say that having been uh, on a search for several weeks for a farm, it's been quite frustrating. I've um, had a good cry a couple of times, but I want to do a shout-out for Lee Kerr. Um, He's the director of real estate at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. And um, I probably don't do enough shout outs for him, but he puts up with a lot and he's gotten impatient with me a couple of times, but he hasn't blocked me yet. Um, he may do, but no, um, he, I just want to say thank you to Lee because um, I sold my farm. My farm is under contract and closes actually June 3rd, funnily enough. Um, and it's been very frustrating, I have to say. We were just talking before the show about the difficulties of trying to find a farm or a property mm -hmm. in Marion County right now. So uh, if that's you and you're having issues as I did or you're outbid as I was, um, Lee Kerr, he's the guy to call and showcase properties of Central Florida because he won't kill you. He won't strangle you. He won't drive him crazy. Very patient man. <laughs> he has been extremely, um, extremely patient and... Um, and kind, and I finally have actually given up on the farm um, and have decided to buy a house in town, which is very out of character for me, but I've done everything I can do to find one, and those people who can outbid you can really outbid you. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna be boarding my horses. Please call me if you have a nice big field that my horses can go in, because um, <laughs> that's all they need. <laughs> Um, but that's, uh, that's just my thank you to Lee and to Showcase for everything, for all the help. And um, you can find Lee Kerr on Facebook or reach out to Showcase Properties. But he's a good guy and he's put up with a lot. So <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lip Chip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the Chip Link system, powered by Lip Chip, where a 15 digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lip Chip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. And I've got the horse capital vet here, Dr. Adam Kayot. Live. Love it. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about a, a topic, unfortunately, in the horse world that quite a lot of us have to face um, regularly because horses have uh, funny tummies, um, and that is colic. So I'm going to ask Dr. K.O. just to kind of give us a general rundown of the first symptoms and signs of colic, and then the different kinds of colic that you see. Sure. Well, colic is a very, you know, common problem, a, a common occurrence in, in horses. So if you have horses long enough, you're going to probably see your horse colic at some point. Colic is just a generic name for abdominal pain. Abdominal pain can come from many different things. Um, generally, the, the most common thing that you'll see with the horse exhibiting this are um, just acting generally overall anxious, uncomfortable. They may be pawing the ground. They may try to lay down roll, um, those, and then up and down all the time. Those are probably your most common um, signs. They may also posture to urinate, but nothing comes out. They'll curl their lip up. Those are all signs, outward signs of discomfort in the horse. Um, when that happens, you can probably be assured that, that your horse is colicking. Now, determining what that is from can be very difficult, um, <clears throat> but certainly you can call your veterinarian we come out, we assess the horse, we generally take a look at mucous membrane color, we uh, assess heart rate, we listen to the gut sounds, are they moving the way they're supposed to, and then we, we do a, like a general valuation of how uncomfortable the horse is. Um, we may do a rectal examination where um, you palpate and you, you see what you can feel. Is there a lot of gas distension in the, in the intestine? Is there um, hard fecal material there? Any of those things um, uh, help to determine what's causing the colic. Sometimes we don't know. Um, I had a colic just last week. The horse was very painful. Everything 
physically was basically normal. Um, so we didn't know what caused it. We gave some medication, gave some supportive care. The horse got over it and was fine. Um, that's the way we'd like them to happen. Um, certainly they, they don't always go that way. And people always worry, well, when do you know that your, your veterinarian that comes to the farm uh, needs to refer the horse? And, and the most common um, response that I have or the what I use to, to refer my patients are um, response to therapy. So response to uh, pain therapy, pain management. Generally, we'll sedate the horse. We'll give them some non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs that help with pain. Sedation helps with pain. And if those horses are what we call blowing through or going through the sedation quickly and they're becoming very painful and we cannot keep them comfortable for an extended period of time, that's generally a good indication that you need to refer the horse to a, to a referral hospital. That surgery may be an issue or might be um, on the table. Certainly, um, uh, that, that's an expensive proposition for a lot of people and a lot of times they just need supportive care at the hospital that we can't necessarily give on the farm. So um, <clears throat> colic can, ha can, can just be caused by gas, can be caused by you know, an impaction, which would be um, you know, just some hard fecal material that's not passing. Upwards of you know, a twisted intestine. Horses have 30-some feet of intestine. And, um, oops, sorry. And um, they, uh, um, they can have a tendency to get tangled up. Um, so uh, those, are the, those are the serious ones. But most of the time, probably 90% of the time, um, colic can be managed medically. And um, that's the good part. Um, certainly the other 10% can be difficult and challenging, and, and surgery may, may need to be an option. But... Um, you know, usually by the time they arrive at the hospital and start to get supportive care where somebody's with them, IV fluids, whatever else they need, regular checking with the regular medication, at that point then they would decide if it was necessary to go ahead and do surgery and then the, obviously the client then has to decide what next. That's, that's correct. So um, certainly if, if, they are, if, the, if the referral hospital is having a hard time keeping this horse comfortable as well, then you got to make a decision. Um, you know, do we take this uh, horse to surgery, figure out exactly what's causing this, if it's, if it's a twisted intestine or whatever it is, and then fix that or, or, or not? Um, certainly we have, sometimes with colic, we have to make hard decisions and, and that's understandable. Um, but uh, a lot of times we can help them, we can fix them. And um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of an art to figure out when that is. Um, but, but there are definitely indicators that, that that would be the case. But like I said, most of the time, your colics can be managed on the farm and uh, they tend to be just mild discomfort that they get over and um, that's, that's about it. At what instant is it when you cannot save a horse's life even by surgery? Is, at what point do you have to say there is nothing else you can do? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, if, if, they, if, if they've ruptured, if they've ruptured an intestine or, or their stomach or whatever, at that point, there's nothing that you can do. Um, certainly, if there's, it, be, because horses don't do well with, well, they get peritonitis is what it's called, so an infection in the abdomen. Horses do not do well with it. They, they don't make it from that. So if that happens, then that's kind of the end of the, end of the road. Certainly, if they open up the horse and they've got 
a lot of dead bow there that they can't reattach. And you have to you have to remove that dead bow, and if there's a if there's an excessive amount, they can't reattach. They can't fix that. Um, so those are kind of the you know those are kind of your your indicators, your top indicators of when yeah this is the this is the end of the road. And you wouldn't know that until you did the surgical procedure. That's right. I mean you know certainly if they've ruptured, sometimes we can do a belly tap and we can get. Um, if you get fecal material in your belly tap, then that gives you an indication that, that they have ruptured and, and it's, it's sitting in the abdomen. Um, other than that, you have to open them up a lot of times. Sometimes you can do an ultrasound to see if there's stuff in there, um, but uh, a lot of times you end up having to open them up and figure out exactly what's going on. Right, and so a lot of people ask me this question all the time, and I try to answer it. I'm not a veterinarian, but I do my best, uh, and I've learned a lot from you. Um, and that is, why do horses colic so much, and and why why are they so uh, susceptible to that? Yeah, I wish I I I've, because that that's a <laughs> they don't have five stomachs like a cow, right? Really good in qu question, <laughs> because we we. People, I think people are a big problem with that because of the way we manage horses, right? Horse, horses, are, horses are meant to be out grazing yes. all day long, doing their thing, eating grass, blah, 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 blah. People say, no, we can't do that. We need convenience. We need stalls. <laughs> they need to be fed two concentrated meals a day. They need to get dried hay. They need, you know, all this right. stuff. They need to be exercised and do all this stuff. Add everything that doesn't come naturally to a horse, naturally. Naturally to a horse, right? So, and then add that on to all that length of intestine mm -hmm. that has, you know, you, you just increase your chances of something bad happening. And, um, you know, it's amazing it doesn't happen more often, but, um, you know, I, I, think, I think that's a, that's a uh, good question, but there's a lot involved to that on why that happens. But I think, I think the major cause is the way we manage horses typically. Mm -hmm. And, right. and, um, it doesn't, it doesn't help that. Um, and you know, I, I get it. We only have, you only have a limited amount of space. There's, you know, you have X amount of horses and, and, uh, you have time and people and there's all, all that involved. And cer so certainly management, you know, it is what it is and you have to make do with best you can. So, um, but yeah, that it's a, it's a, it's probably the. And biggest. that's why we have you guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Job secure. That's right. That's why we need more large animal vets. Uh, we're wrapping up our colic segment. Thank you so much. Here with Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor. Plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. 
I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Elysium Fields Farm in Dunellen, just outside Ocala, the horse capital of the world, sitting with a friend of mine and a new friend of mine I just made here with the Florida Dales ponies. Uh, it's certainly a lovely, lovely time to be here as they have a new foal on the farm, just recently born. But we're going to talk a little bit about the breed and about conservancy first. I have Jennifer Mims with me, the new owner of the new foal. And I also have Catherine York with me here. And I'm going to start with Catherine and have her share with us a little bit of the background of the Dales ponies. Of course, they're from the same country I'm from, so I'm automatically a fan. Catherine, thanks for having us here today. Talk to us a little bit about this very special breed. Uh, they originated from the UK in the Pennine region, and they're workhorses, so they were uh, used for mining and bringing heavy loads uh, from place to place. And um, during the wars, they were used as artillery ponies. And after the Second World War, of course, they came into a less industrialized nation or a more industrialized nation. And so they weren't used as much, but a lot were lost during the wars. So they did become critically endangered. Currently, they are still on the critically endangered list. And that means that there's less than 300 breeding mares. And I believe there's less than 3,000 ponies in the world, uh, about 250 to 300 maybe in the U.S. And we just fell in love with the breed because they're a very docile, um, sweet temperament. 
And I just really love that after having a lot more hot-blooded horses in the past. And so I'm just enjoying them. And um, it's become an obsession because we started with one, Carol, our gray. And then she had our stallion, uh, which was the first blue roan born and bred in the U.S., Florida Dale's Blue Envoy. And we've had quite a few foals. Carol has had um, three colts, and Lady Jane had a colt, and this is her first filly. And uh, Unique, who is from the Earnwell stud in the UK, they were, both were imported, Grisburn, Lady Jane, and Earnwell Unique. They've each had one colt and one filly. So uh, we are blessed with this filly. She's so sweet. And I was really happy to have found someone nearby to buy her so that we could see her grow up. This is exciting. So you've been over to England um, and you visited some farms and the Dales over there. Share a little bit about some of that experience and kind of how the how the Brits feel about this breed. And um, obviously they're trying to keep the breed going, which is phenomenal. And you're doing your part here in the horse capital. Um, share a bit about your trip to England and what you've seen and kind of what, what made you fall in love with this breed other than the amazing stocky, hardy and docile. Um, I think one, I, I was really attracted to the critically endangered part where it's something that we can do to continue helping the breed. Of course, we're a small breeder and we're not you know, we're not making a big dent in the lack of population. However, it's doing something, you know. And my trip to the UK was amazing. Uh, we did a live podcast from there on the Horse Talk show with Zana Jackson. She's a wonderful trainer that we've enjoyed, and she trained both of our, well, all three of our mares uh, before they came over. And then um, we visited the Grisburn stud where we found Lady Jane. Um, we also visited um, the Earnwell stud and we got unique there. And I visited the Dales Pony Society secretary and got to meet her and also Sauermeyer stud where um, our Carol came from. and. What I enjoyed most about my trip to England was the people. I mean, I have never experienced such welcoming and kindness and passion about this breed. And um, they were so open-armed and welcoming. And uh, the stories were amazing. Like Mr. Earnwell told us this story about him coming home from the hospital with his mother and his father came to pick them up in a carriage with a Dale's pony. And she ha was holding David at, I mean, as a baby and the father whipped the, um, the reins over his shoulder as he did. And the, and David caught it in his hand as a newborn. <laughs> and he said, I was officially the youngest to, uh, to, you know, have you to ride a carriage, to ride, to drive a carriage. And I just thought that was so cute. Um, so it was just a joy to be there and see them in their native environment. Amazing, exciting trip. I'm sure just made you fall even more in love with the breed. 
It did. It did. And I loved all the cake and tea. (laughs) You can't go wrong with cake and tea. Tell us a little bit about the Conservancy and how that is helping to get the word out and sort of on our end, how we can continue to share the need to keep this breed going and, um, and, and conserve them and to continue to breed more so that we've always got a good population of these horses in the U.S. and across the world. Right. Uh, well, now there actually is a breeder in Australia as well, which is really exciting. Raylene, I've been in touch with her and she's excited about the breed too. Um, but um, I think the Dales Conservancy, they have a website uh, and also have a Facebook page, the Dales Pony Conservancy North America. And they've been, um, I believe they started in about 2014. And I think our mission is one, to help people transfer the ownership, make sure that the Dales ponies are registered because then we can really know more about the numbers. And it helps a lot to have registered stallions, not just stallions producing babies, but have licensed stallions so that we can register the babies. So we work really hand in hand with the Dales Pony Society in England. And I've been kind of an interim liaison to help with registrations and memberships with uh, Joe, who was the past secretary there. So it's, it's been really uh, growing. I think there's eight, maybe seven or 800 followers on Facebook and um, we're planning regions. So we have the Southeast region and, and we're growing. So um, we're going to be doing some fundraising and some shows and things, but the Dales Pony Conservancy is going to be helping us to organize and to grow so that we can promote the breed. And a lot of people here didn't really know about the breed until you helped us to get them known. And now I go out and ride and they say, oh, those are the Dales ponies. (laughs) So it's working. That's lovely. And I've seen you ride on the beach and the trails. So they're such a wonderful, versatile breed and and people have a lot of fun with them. We've got to wrap this segment up. We're going to come back with Catherine and also chat to Jennifer a little bit about being a new owner of a Dales and why that's so important to her. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. 
World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Elysium Fields Farm. And um, we are at the home of the Ocala area Dale's Pony Breeder. And of course, this is an endangered uh, breed of horses and we'd love to see a lot more of them. We've just been talking about how versatile they are and how wonderful they are for so many things. I've actually been with Catherine York on the beach before and seen her riding one of them that had never been anywhere near the sea before. And she was really, really did well, especially for a first time. They're really a very docile, steady breed. They're very willing to please. They love people. Uh, we love being around them. But now we're going to have a little chat with Jennifer Mims here, who's the new owner of the new foal here on the farm. Jennifer, it's lovely to meet you today. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. This is an exciting time and um, wonderful for you to be learning all about this breed. And obviously you love it. Um, tell us a little bit about the new foal and how exciting this time is for you. So the new foal is a filly, which um, I really wanted a filly. I just love, I love mayors. I know a lot of people don't, but I love mayors. I love their personality. Um, and she's just a, a spark plug. She's got a, a great personality. She runs around. She's very friendly. And I'm really excited to get her to know her more. Tell us about how you learned about the Dale's Pony breed and what made you even want to get involved and connect up with, with your friend, Catherine here, our friend, and kind of how that all happened. So ironically, I've, I've had horses for 30 years now. Um, I started with quarter horses and my mother-in-law gave me a book for Christmas because I'm absolutely wild about horses. So I was flipping through it and I found a fell pony and I, I thought this is the most beautiful pony I've ever seen in my entire life. I have to learn more. And so of course I went to the internet and, uh, and investigated the fell pony. And then I found the Dale's pony because they're very you know closely related. And I just thought that the Dale's pony was a better fit for me. They're a little bit larger um, and I just thought that I had to have one. I had to have one. And so I started finding breeders in the area. I went to the Dale's Pony Conservancy North America website, uh, found Catherine, 
uh, went to her Facebook and I saw all the pictures of her Dales in downtown Ocala and <laughs> just how wonderful they were and convinced my husband we had to go see them immediately. And so we did. <laughs> we came here in December. I think it was New Year's Eve we came here and he fell in love with them as well. And he just said, we have to have one. And I said, I agree. And so here we are now. So I've been in touch with Catherine ever since and been checking on her mares. And we finally had a filly. How exciting is that? And were you here for the birth? I, I was not here, but I was watching on the, the camera, on the tent camera in bed with my phone in front of me. And my husband's like, put the phone down. I was like, I just want to make sure she's okay. Because if she's not, I'm going to drive over there at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> of course. So how did you feel when you first got to see her and what was your reaction? Were you just, was it overwhelming to see this baby and know she's yours and she's, she's an endangered Dale's pony? How exciting. You must have been just thrilled. I, I was over the moon. I don't think there are words. I was trying to do everything to contain myself to not jump up and down and squeal like a, you know, a girl who got a pony for Christmas. <laughs> so I was very excited and she was absolutely beautiful and healthy. And that, that made me very happy that she was very healthy. And what's future hopes for her and, and what will you, you'll end up keeping her probably and uh, eventually riding her? Is that the plan? Uh, we would like to ride and drive and do dressage and all of the above and trail ride and do everything fun with her and come out and see the public and teach the public about the Dales Pony and work with Catherine more and, and help support the population. I do. I am very drawn to the breed because they are an endangered breed. And so as a horse person, you hear that and you're like, I have to help. So I, I'm looking forward to helping support the Dales Pony and to bring education to the community and to do everything fun with them that they do because they are a perfect all-arounder. I think that really matters. I think that's wonderful and it's such a great cause and the more that we can share and, and as you both have said, seeing them downtown and seeing them at the events and the parades and everything certainly helps to encourage people that, wow, this is a very sensible, smart breed of horse that you can do anything with and you certainly can dressage or uh, any kind of competing and we know we can ride on the beach and the trails and enjoy that. So hopefully we get to do that one day with this new filly. Thank you, uh, Jennifer Mims. I'm going to switch back over here to Catherine for a second. Catherine, tell us about the significance of the of the blue roan and kind of how you find out if it's really going to be a blue roan. And while it's pending like this, kind of how exciting it is, because this could be the first filly born in America that is pending blue roan right now. Yes. Um, so there aren't there weren't many. They were almost completely lost. And um, some breeders in the UK uh, bred them and brought them back more to, I think, not so much popularity, but they are beautiful. Um, the black is the base color of, of the breed, but they, they really started breeding, one particular breeder started breeding uh, for the roan. And uh, we bred to Ziggy, Carol and Ziggy had Maverick, who was the first blue roan born and bred in the U.S., and uh, we were just really thrilled that, uh, that he was such a special first for this community and also for the U.S. So the black mares, when they have a foal from Maverick, they could have a black 
or a blue roan. So a lot of times you can tell because they're hyperpigmented and they have a little bit of gray, silvery hair in their coat, in their extremities, like around their tail, uh, in their mane possibly. But um, you don't know for sure until you do the UC Davis roan testing. And we did test Maverick at the time because we weren't positive because we never had one before. Um, Pemberton last year's colt was also blue roan and we're hoping this filly is blue roan as well. How exciting would be the first filly then born in the U.S. that's Correct. blue roan and there's not that many blue roans left in the world either right? Right there's not I'm not sure of the numbers but um, there there really are not so I, how, how? we have we have quite a few now here because there's been a couple imports on the West Coast. Uh, Ziggy is up in Maine, and uh, he has had a couple Roan Colts as well, but no fillies yet. How special is that? They are. So um, tell us a little bit about the birthing. All went well and, um, and, and easy in the middle of the night, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning birth, I think. Yeah, I used, for the first time, I used... Um, a foal alert. It was called Breeders Alert. I had it on a collar um, halter for her, and it alerted me at like three thirty in the morning. Of course, we were waking up anyway every hour because we knew she was close. But uh, that alerted me once. I got up, I went out and checked, and I could see the bag. And ten minutes later, she was on the ground. <laughs> So we did check, check, and triple check to make sure because we've had so many colts that uh, I'm like, and last time we actually in the cold made a mistake. So I'm like, we have to make sure before we say what it is. <laughs> so. so very exciting though to have that filly finally. It was, yes, it was very exciting because you need the fillies to continue the breed. So. Absolutely. Well, just a moment left in this segment. I want to thank you both for sharing this amazing breed um, with us. And we're going to put the website and social media information up for the Conservancy so that you can check out um, the Dales Ponies too. And if you're looking for a fantastic, versatile horse that's perfectly uh, suitable for an adult to ride and do all sorts of dis disciplines on. Um, this is the one to check out. The Dales Ponies from the UK. I'm a little partial to anything from the UK, as you know. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. 
We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Have you checked out their hay competitions lately? Can I just say, wow, like, you can win hay, and everybody loves winning hay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so expensive these days, it's lovely to win something. So um, definitely check out Larson's page and like them and um, get into one of those hay competitions. I know, I think they're around Thursday. I think it's Thursday they run them on. But anyway, uh, get in on that and see if you can't win some of the greatest hay in Marion County for sure. So, Louisa Barton here. I've got a special guest co-host in the studio with me, Natalie Solomon, good friend of mine, and um, my wonderful CBD supplier. She's phenomenal. And um, she's got some new products. So, Natalie, it's lovely to have you with us. Thanks for being back. Thank you. The coolest thing about her, other than the fact that she's awesome, is that she has her own lab Mm -hmm. to make all of her own products in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world. And we love that because we love, first of all, entrepreneurial people, but we always also love anything made in the USA. And we also really love anything made in this area. So we're big fans of that and big proponents of that and really want to encourage her to be really successful because we feel like anything that launches here and is made here has got to be good stuff. So, And where better than the horse capital of the world to have such products. So. But it isn't just for horses and and it's for people and dogs and, and she's got all kinds of great stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to check her out, Equigreen, the green pharmacist. But tell us, Natalie, about what we have here on the table and some sure. new things that are going on. And you're already getting some feedback. Yes, yes. So um, I actually was getting a lot of feedback from my clients um, that used the Equigreen if I had a topical for horses. So we um, came around and started a... A compound that is a gel. It's a liniment gel. It has arnica, menthol, and also CBD. So it's the perfect trio of compounds for inflammation, for your pre or post wraps. Throw it in a bucket of, of shampoo and put it all over their body. Rub it on your own hands if it hurts. You know, any anything topically with pain or inflammation, this is great to target. Um, legs, body work, massaging, uh, sky's the limit with this. Anything that you can apply topically to, um, just avoiding the face, of course, this is where you would want to apply this to. But uh, the most common way to use this is 
just rubbing it towards the hairline uh, of wherever you know part of the body you're applying it to whether it's the legs if you want to put it under your neoprene boots that's how I personally like to use it or before your wraps or after you wrap them uh, pre or post workouts however you like to use it fantastic and mm -hmm. the same currently um, for any CBD product for showing and competing X amount of days to stop use prior to competition? So the nice thing about topical use, uh, the systemic absorption is very limited. So of course, it, you know, it's safe to use even under CBD restrictions or if you're showing, uh, but topically, it's very safe to use. Good. So that was a good question. Very good. There's no <laughs> DMSO in it. There's nothing that's going to help penetrate it into the bloodstream oh, uh, so it's just uh, it's just going to work on the top layers of the skin you know and the muscles uh, so nothing nothing where nothing it's too penetrating okay. yes mm -hmm. very good excellent and then of course we hope that's not always the case with cbd but we aren't there yet but yes um, hopefully we'll work on that in the future yes. hopefully and actually <laughs> please remind me to do that today okay I'm telling you i'm going to <laughs> you know i've had my mind on quite a few things lately i've been a little distracted i understand that's Tell not a problem this little so this is very exciting. Uh, this is the first of its nice kind. Nice little packages. Yes, this is the first of its kind, but if there's anybody out there that likes to use their nebulizer um, for horses, this is a ready-to-use vial that has uh, 200 milligrams of nano-CBD. So I'm gonna back up a little bit and talk about nano-CBD. Uh, we uh, use nanotechnology to shrink the molecule. So the molecule is now smaller and helps with absorption. So this is turned into like a fine mist with the nebulizer. It's inhaled through the lungs and now has better absorption because the molecule is a lot smaller. So nano CBD also is known for its increased solubility with water. So we have compounded it with colloidal silver as the diluent. So the two together really help horses between the calming, improving immune function, uh, respiratory function. So if you have horses with allergies, horses with respiratory issues or breathing issues, um, along with anxiety and pain and, and all those uh, uh, different circumstances, this is gonna be a great treatment um, before using them. So if you have a horse that you're gonna take to a show or to a to a competition and you know it has a lot to do with running or sprinting uh, if used 30 to 45 minutes prior to the time of use uh, it's going to peak at that time and then it's going to be quick in quick out so um, we will be running some studies on blood and urine in the future uh, to see but in theory it should be in and out of the system very very quickly uh, so we're hoping that the details to the studies come back very favorably as far as testing guidelines and so forth. Uh, but first of its kind, uh, we've had some case report horses. Um, there's a horse I want to share with everyone. Uh, this is uh, Louie. Uh, Louis. Oh, <laughs> Louis's gorgeous. He's a feral <laughs> horse. And he recently had a setback, a respiratory setback. Uh, where he got a really bad lung infection. And uh, it was called to my attention that this would be a good candidate for a case study. So we, uh, after the horse recovered from the infection with antibiotics, they started wondering, well, are we gonna be able to race him again? So uh, I sent her some of the nebules. And I just wanna share the feedback 
that she provided with us, it speaks for itself. Uh, you know, she, this was the first run back. I ran later than I originally timed out. He was still less anxious than he normally is and his breathing was great. He ran so hard it was probably the fastest and hardest he'd ever ran since we owned him. After my run, he was a lot easier to walk back to the trailer. So excellent that is a great feedback, testimonial, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so we were really excited to hear this kind of feedback, and uh, she she was obviously currently using it on on Louie, and will continue to do so. And I know there's a lot of horses that are young and that are cooped up in these pavilions for days at a time, and their immune function declines. You know, there's not good air in them. They're being put in situations where there's TV screens, there's sound, there's banners, you know, there's so much being thrown at these horses. How great would it be if you can quickly put something in their system that's all natural, that's only going to help and, uh, and really have good outcomes in your horse and as well as in your race. So uh, I, I want to, you know, proceed the trials into the racehorse industry. So hopefully next season with breezing and all that, that that's something I would, would like to, to do in the future. Yeah, wonderful. That would mm -hmm. be a that would be a great move for the mm -hmm. OBS pre show. Mm -hmm. It'd be absolutely yes. fantastic. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, and this you said there's nothing else like it, right? There is not. There's nothing. The only there's products for humans that are uh, CBD nebulizing, uh, which which we can talk about what type of nebulizer um, we prefer with this product. Uh, but there are different types of nebulizers. But with the humans, uh, we there are CBD products that are in inhaler form, and they're they're currently out on the market. But as far as equine use, no, this is the first of its kind. This is amazing, um, mm -hmm. Natalie. We're in a minute less to go. Tell us how people can find more information about you, where to go for social media, webs, website, etc. Absolutely, I have a website. It's thegreenpharmacist.com. Um, all of my contact information is on there. You can call me, you can text me, you can email me, you can message me on Facebook. We are all throughout uh, social media as well. And, uh, and the green mm -hmm. pharmacist, there is an E on the end. Yes, thank yes. you for so it's yeah, the green with that. an E. Yes, yes. so yes. Um, the green so. pharmacist, and, um, and there it is up on the screen for you um, so that you can track Natalie down and get some help for yourself. Your dog, your horse, you name it. Natalie, thanks. <laughs> Thank She's going to be with me for the last segment of the show, if she doesn't mind. So <laughs> stay with us. We're going to come back with a little epic, and then we're going to wrap it up with stirrups and strides. Stay with us on the show. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today, we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. 
World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Dr. Roland, tell us uh, about the equine exerciser here. So the Eurocyzer, like we call it, is a very simple machine. Horses need to stay in motion. Just like people, right? They need to stay in motion. Now, there are two ways to get a horse in motion. One is you have a person walking the horse, or the other is to put them in an automatic walker. So I like the automatic walker a lot because it has a constant pace, no whichever setting you put it. In addition, it can walk for a lot longer than a person can usually, <laughs> which is the case with a horse, right? So in this case, I, use, I also use it for kids' behavior. It works really <laughs> good with the kids. <laughs> so this is your eight and ten-year-old in yes. here, correct? Yes, this is Michael and William. Now, one joke that I'm not going to play on them, you can put a choker over here and do a little electric, a very slight <laughs> electric uh, current on them to walk faster. But what we're going to do is I'm going to show you how we can increase the speed. So right here we can okay, increase speed. Okay, yeah, we won't speed. do that speed for me, Dr. No, 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 okay, we do, we do slow <laughs> speed for you. But another thing that I like about it is because horses sometimes when they're rehabbing, they need to go from walking and then a week later they might need to be trotting. And then two weeks later they might to have a little faster trot. So here is a very nice, easy way to control it. Perfect, so you can speed them up as they are rehabbed as they become better yes. and healthier yes. and able to move more you can give a little more speed yep absolutely now another cool thing is that you see how it's going one way mm -hmm. right so we can slow it down and the horses get very well trained at this and to balance everything we like to do things the other way as well always both directions when you're lunging and everything otherwise horses you always know when you get a horse that somebody's trained too much in one direction yes 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 <laughs> that's right so we always do the exact same exact amount of minutes to one side and speed we do exactly to the other one that way we can create um, a good balance in good the horse balance. yeah makes sense you want to try it i'll give it a try dr Roland. okay but wait a minute but let not me, that fast let me, see, let me see how fast it can go <laughs> This is a great child training technique here. It's a great camp. <laughs> it is. Wow, they're fast. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, let me slow it down. Yes, you slow it down for me. <laughs> Gigi, he's not making me run in flip-flops. <laughs> not running. So let's go okay. walk it. Giddy up. Let's do it. Yeah. So another thing that we have, um, oh, now it's a lot slower. Oh, it's a lot slower. <laughs> yes. Jessica, can you pump it up a little bit? Okay. Very good. Yeah. Wow. Oh, she's going to make us run. <laughs> no. <laughs> No running. <laughs> so another another good thing that I like about the Eurosizer is that um, we can control the footing. So we like either if we want a softer footing or a harder footing, mm -hmm. etc. It's it's a control yeah. place rather than sometimes we just say turn the horse out in a paddock, right? Mm -hmm. So you turn the horse in the paddock, but the horse doesn't really have a a control footing in the paddock. Right doesn't have a control exercise like we're doing right now right. and you know there might be there might be stones branches right. holes etc exactly. that's another way another reason i like the eurosizer for a bit you know what i really like is the fact that they're not tied up anywhere you haven't got to worry about any kind of dangers with that they're just walking as though they're out in the field yep. even if they play with this right here it's, it moves a lot and it absolutely does no harm at all. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Now, what about this electric shock thing? Is that painful? Oh, no. No, no, no. There is, a, <laughs> there is a little current that gets attached. That, there's a little cable that's attached to the metal. Mm -hmm. So if a horse doesn't want to go, mm -hmm. you could put a very tiny, tiny current. It feels like a tickle. Mm -hmm. But when you're not, if you're a person and you're not expecting that tickle, <laughs> it really scares you a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, I'm sure. <laughs> fun with the kids, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is great for staying fit. It actually, yes, it, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. The Eurosizer. Thank you, Dr. Rulan. On to the next. Thinking about how fat I was. <laughs> I had been in the, I think I'd been in the chair in my neck brace for like three months and hadn't without exercise and been stuffing my mm -hmm. face with prednisone, which was terrible. That alone uh, will do it, the prednisone. Oh <laughs> terrible. I want to do a little shout out for Stirrups and Strides Therapeutic Riding Center here in the horse capital. Um, Betty Gray and her daughter are absolutely fantastic. Um, you got to hear their little um, spiel last week. They mm -hmm. actually have four of their equestrians. Um, entered into the Special Olympics. So we're really, really proud of them. Um, they get to compete uh, in June uh, in Orlando, which is really neat at the, I can't remember the name of it, the Stirrups and something center, I think, in Orlando, where they're gonna hold the, um, the Special Olympics for the equestrians. The so. Silver Spurs Arena. Silver Spurs, that's thank it. you, well done. <laughs> Silver Spurs, that's it. It wasn't Stirrups, it was Spurs. Um, so that's really cool. But the other really cool thing is that they go across the country with the flame, with the torch, just like they do for the Olympics, but they go across America. And the final destination for the torch is actually the Stirrups and Strides Riding Center here in Ocala. So they're going to actually on June the 2nd, 
Um, they're actually going to arrive at um, 8.30 a.m. So they're asking people to be there by 8 if they want to watch. And there's going to be a ceremony there. Refreshments will be available. That's um, Stirrups and Strides at the Quail Roost Covered Arena, 4246 West Highway 318, Citra. Um, really, really cool that they're going to be the site for the torch run for the games. And it's actually going to be the final stop for the torch run. So. Um, really, really amazing. So they're welcoming the whole community to come out and cheer on all their athletes during this final leg of the law enforcement torch run ceremony and give them a big send off as they head towards this experience of a lifetime at the Special Olympics. So I just think that's really neat and, and hats off to Syrups and Strides Therapeutic Riding Center there at 501C3. So when you're thinking about um, who you want to help out, they do for both disabled adults and children, both physically and mentally disabled as well as veterans um, programs as well. So okay. they do a lot and, um, and the, the therapeutic benefits of being around horses are phenomenal and the kind of results that they see from this program are just outstanding. So it's definitely something that we want to support and cheer on. So if you're free on June the 2nd in the morning and you want to stop by, um, and you can actually find them on Facebook at Stirrups and Strides Therapeutic Writing Center so you can get that information in case you didn't get it um, during the show. But definitely uh, try and come out and cheer them on uh, for their very exciting time they're going to have in Orlando. <laughs> so it's been... Um, it's been crazy. We're watching the Triple Crown, of course, races. There's no chance of a Triple Crown, but there's still the three Triple Crown races. Of course, we've had the Derby and the Preakness. Um, we're looking now at the Belmont. I'm probably going to text Steve Haskin and see if he'll join us next week to chat a little bit about the Belmont, which is coming right up. And do you think Rich Strike can uh, get the Rich Strike again? <laughs> <laughs> I think he can. I think so. He can mm -hmm. definitely do the distance. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And um, he was just coming along at the end of the derby and still quite full of himself. So um, he definitely could uh, handle the Belmont, I think. And perhaps he'll make a sneaky run up at the end like he did and win again. Very excited mm -hmm. um, for that team. So we'll be cheering him on. And April Mayberry, who, of course, gave him a wonderful start here in Ocala. We're at the end of the show, Natalie. It's been Thank lovely you. having you. It's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.